G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. The 2020 Summer Series on Vision Christian Radio. A special welcome to 2020 to you, Carolyn. Thank you very much. And to you, Richard. Good morning. Let me come to you first, Richard. When we talk about the Yeshua Project, what does that mean? And bringing Isaiah 53 to the people in Israel. Mm -hmm. Well, Isaiah 53 is a beautiful description of Yeshua, and it was written 700 years before he was born. So Isaiah must have had a, quite a connection with the Lord. <laughs> yeah. um, and it was so good that the rabbis in AD 1000 actually took Isaiah 53 out of the weekly readings in the parashah. So the typical Israeli has never seen uh, or heard Isaiah 53. So Isaiah 53 is not in the typical reading of Isaiah that we have in our English Bibles. Oh, it would... it's there. It's there in the Tanakh, but it's not, uh, it's not read. And it's not read because... It looks too much like Jesus the Messiah? It's too good of a description. Mm-hmm. It's too good of a description. <laughs> well, and, and some people might say, well, that sounds a little bit deceptive. Who would make a decision like that? Carolyn, who decides what the Jewish people get to read from their own scriptures? Well, the rabbi said it. And because of the history of the Jewish people, my people, and the church, it's a very bloody history. It's not nice at all. And so because of that, they took it out of the weekly readings in the synagogue. Wow. So let's just clarify here. Carolyn, you are Jew by birth, Mm -hmm. and Richard, you're a Gentile. Yes. Uh, So, uh, Carolyn, that makes you someone who we would describe as a completed Jew, Mm -hmm. or how do you describe yourself? Because sometimes people call themselves different things, Messianic Uh, Jew? Yeah, I just call a Jewish believer, Yudia Meshichit in Hebrew. Actually, it means anointed one in Hebrew. Um, Yeah, because Mashiach is the anointed one. And the two of you in your ministry, you are sharing Isaiah 53 with people in Israel. Is this something that goes back in your story, Carolyn, where you were really struck by these words that you'd not been exposed to before? Well, I grew up in an Orthodox synagogue, so I didn't know anything about this growing up. I was warned to stay away from Christians because they caused all our problems and, you know, had a typical Jewish upbringing. But um, uh, the Lord did something supernatural in my life. And uh, he gave me a vision. After university, I was like a hippie, singing in bars, living in Mexico. And I had a vision of Yeshua. And I, I saw Jesus. And God literally opened my eyes. And so, but then I became a secret believer for four years because I thought I was the only Jew in the world who believed. So, um, but, but God led me to a messianic congregation four years later. And there I found I wasn't alone. And, but more importantly, I found that true Christians actually love the Jewish people, that, that you're not my enemy and that we are you, truly born again Christians are actually the only friends we have. 
And the connection here to Richard, because is a good Jewish girl supposed to marry a Gentile man? <laughs> Let me just get into a little bit of the, uh, you know, the, the, the dirt here. So I'm glad she did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. Well, is picture of one new man. Uh, no, it's not. In my family, it was not supposed to. My parents were not happy. Well, actually, I graduated from Oral Roberts University. Uh, and when her father heard that I did... He was not happy at all, and he called me Oral Roberts. Okay. <laughs> and that was supposed to be an insult. Yeah, exactly. yeah that was supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> Richard, tell me about the, uh, the motivation that you have, because bringing Isaiah 53 to Jewish people with an expectation that there is going to be an awakening in the hearts and minds of Jewish people to who this Messiah Jesus is. Yes, well, you know, of course, Yeshua came to his own people, and his own people rejected him. And then they were scattered throughout the whole earth for the last 2,000 years. Um, and it says in, in Ezekiel 35 that God would bring his people back home, but that the people, uh, not for their sake, but for God's sake. He, he says that the Jewish people would have defamed his name throughout the nations. But God says, I'm going to bring them back because I said that I would. And once he's brought them back in the land, he said he would sprinkle clean water upon them. He would take out that heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. He would put his heart in them in a new spirit, and they would have a spirit to follow after him, and he would be their God, and they would be his people. And so that's really, in a nutshell, what's happening. There's secular people that have come back to the land, and now that they're in the land, God is opening their eyes to see their own Messiah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Carolyn, Jewish people all over the world are doing what we call Aliyah. Aliyah. Uh, mm -hmm. Getting onto a plane mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. relocating from whatever nation they've been led to mm -hmm. over this past 70-odd uh, years and coming back to Israel. Uh, is Aliyah something that you did or is yes, your family? we made Aliyah. Um, 50, almost 15 years ago with our three younger children. Uh, our two older daughters came separately, but all five of our kids uh, are in the land, and all nine of our grandchildren are Tzabarim, uh, native-born Israelis. And it's the best move we ever made outside of finding Messiah. I think an important point to make right here is when we made Aliyah 15 years ago, there was not an openness towards the gospel. People didn't want to hear the gospel at that point. But in 2007, there was a change that happened in the heavenlies. We don't have time to talk about why that particular year. But God began to just reveal himself through Yeshua to his people. And them and the desire for them to want to know their Messiah has increased exponentially since that point. Mm -hmm. So a change in the environment that you can identify a year. And right. mm -hmm. since then, is this when your ministry really began to emerge? Yes. And yes. Isaiah 53 became a really powerful set of right. scriptures. Especially it was a in the few, last years few, after, few years um, later. That, but yeah. A biblical perspective of life, culture, and current events. The 2020 Summer Series on Vision. Richard, let's go to the streets for a few moments. You walk up to a person who is Jewish and you begin to share Isaiah 53 with them. What sort of reactions do you get from Jewish people? Well, Orthodox and will often say, well, this is about the Messiah. Other ones will say when it talks about, as we've, we're talking about the scripture and about how that he was rejected, they'll say, that's what we did. It's like they're accepting and, and God's opening their heart 
to something that they had never heard before, and it's becoming life to them. Carolyn, are people who are Jewish and they're hearing of Isaiah 53, uh, are they doubtful that this could be about Jesus the Messiah? Or how do they tend to interpret that? Well, some might say, uh, well, this is in a, a Christian Bible or a Messianic Jewish Bible. But actually, when we show them, it's from the Tanakh. It's from the Old Testament, and they can read it themselves in Hebrew. We've done that. Like uh, just an example, one night we were out walking in the streets of our village, and we heard music coming from a house. So as a musician, I'm normally going to gravitate towards that, and um, just ran home, got my guitar, and said, Hey, Charlie Shtetef, can I join in? So um, we sat down with them, and there was a party and played music. And then at the end, it was just the couple uh, from the house, everyone else had left, and we began talking with this couple, and uh, we were talking about Isaiah 53, opened up the Bible, and um, the young woman read the passage, and she said, this is the Messiah. And then she began to share that she actually had dreams about him, she had received him, but then uh, they thought she was crazy and put her in a mental institution, her parents did, um, and so she hadn't shared with anyone from that time until that night as we sat there on our front porch and talked about, this is Yeshua. I imagine that for most Jewish people, when they think of Christianity, they are thinking of a Gentile religion. Absolutely. So how surprising is it to hear for a person who is Jewish that actually the roots of Christianity are actually Jewish roots? They absolutely are Jewish roots. And in fact, I want to clarify, we are not in Israel to convert Jewish people to Christianity. That is not why we're there. We are there to make Yeshua known, to bring the fullness of his love and his blessings to our people. This is the difference, isn't it, Richard? Because while you're not there to make Christian converts... Jesus as Messiah, really even, in this is the sense in which we describe uh, the difference between Jews and Christians, is that Jesus is the one who is transcendent above both peoples. Exactly. Jesus said that I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to him, to the Father, except through him. And he was talking to Jewish people when he said that. Mm-hmm. So that's the only way that we can really make that connection with, with the Lord, either Jew or Gentile. And out of sharing about Jesus as Messiah, there is that level of persecution that can accompany uh, your sharing those things. Is that the case? Yes. Uh, Maybe I'll let Carolyn talk (laughs) about that. We're having a lot of persecution. Uh, Yes, we are. (laughs) We're experiencing a lot. But you know what? There's some good that comes out of persecution. It makes you either uh, run away from the faith or it makes you stand firmer. And that's what it's done to us. And in fact, um, the Lord showed me um, at a certain point when we were at a place of desperation um, because it looked like they wanted to remove my citizenship and throw our whole family out. The Lord showed me when I would go there to take two nails with me and drive them into the ground in front of the Misrat Panim, the Ministry of Interior, and repent because my bloodline had cursed Yeshua. And when I did that, a lot of things changed in our lives. Wow. And, of course, testimonies flow from that as mm-hmm. to how this effectiveness of Isaiah 53 makes a difference in people's lives. And so you're seeing God himself moving on Jewish hearts. Very Absolutely. Much. In yes. fact, uh, 7 million 
uh, people throughout the uh, world have seen Isaiah 53, but 1.2 million Israelis, that's almost about 20% of the population. And through statistics, we can see that the great, the biggest population of viewers is from age 13 to 17. Because it's on Facebook. Because it's on Facebook. And what happens is people are asking questions and we're overwhelmed with it. We can't keep up with it ourselves. Our sons are helping us. They can't keep up with it. We've hired another uh, five young men and women. And the, my son told me just the other day, we're only uh, touching about 10% of the ones that are asking questions. So that's where we need, you know, remember in Luke uh, 10, where Yeshua says the fields are ripened to harvest and to pray that the Lord would send workers into his harvest. That's exactly what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Yeshua came to his own people and his own people rejected him. When Yeshua was here on earth, he knew there weren't going to be great numbers of Jewish people that would come to know him, but he knew in the future there would be a great awakening, and I believe that's what he was looking towards, to send workers into the harvest, and we're overwhelmed with it now, and that's what we need as partners to work with us. So in a great awakening, you're always going to have those who are hardened in their ways, Mm -hmm. and they'll continue to reject and even battle against those who would even present Jesus as Messiah. But this new generation creates an opportunity for an awakening to come as young people are asking the questions about Jesus and if he could be connected to Isaiah 53. Amen. It's like uh, written in Joel. Um, the days are coming. In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will have visions. We know of several sons of rabbis of large synagogues in Israel who have had dreams and visions of Yeshua and have received him. We know even the other day, one of our neighbors told us that he got a hold of a New Testament and he started reading it. And and so just there's so many testimonies that we, we have. We have an amazing testimony. It's very short. There was this Arab um, Christian that was walking on the beach in Haifa, and he comes across some uh, Arab Muslims, and they're talking to Jewish Orthodox on the beach. Arab Muslims talking to – sounds like a joke, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and they, well, they were really engaged in talking with each other, and so the Arab Christian comes up to see what's going on, and the, uh, the Arab Muslims are talking to the, the Jewish Orthodox and saying – they had showed them Isaiah 53. Our they video. Were show, they were showing our video to them, <laughs> even though they don't believe it. And they were saying, this is the Messiah. You need to believe in him. But the only one that really knew what was going on was the Arab Christian. So he was there four hours talking to both groups about the Messiah. That's just a picture of what's going on. And these days, with the technologies that we all carry around, you can show this very short video Absolutely. anywhere. And is this the main method of... Getting this word out about Isaiah yes, 53. Yes, because the website that is directed by our son, Ariel, is uh, it's called Medabrim, which means people are saying. And um, it's on Facebook. It's only in Hebrew. Um, but, of course, the Isaiah 53 video, you can see that on our website with English subtitles. But we have a brand new video that just came out. That'll be for next time we come back to Australia. Mm. It's called The Great Jewish Leader. And I think it's even better than Isaiah 53 video. I mentioned you're in Australia looking to make new friends. When people go to your website, uh, what sort of things will they see there? How can they connect? Can they support prayerfully, financially? Uh, how do people connect? How do you become a friend of your Yeshua project, Richard? Well, you'll see the videos. 
Uh, you'll see much of Carolyn's music. You'll see the ministry that the Lord has, has called us to. And, you and can, you'll also see about our tent-making ministry where we welcome tour groups into our home. And then you, you can go to uh, the donation page and you can partner with us and help us send uh, workers into the harvest. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.